In this episode, I sit down with Tal Gur to talk about the art of fully living. Get your bucket list ready because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Big another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I sit down with a man that over the course of the last 10 years has accomplished virtually every single goal that he had on his list. And I know that sounds incredible by itself. I mean, that sounds like the premise of a movie, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes a movie one day. But right now, it's not a movie. Right now, it is a book called The Art of Fully Living, and it is a man named Tal Gur and his story. And I'm I'm just so pumped to dive into this that I'm not even going to waste more time on the intro. Tal, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing really well. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming on. I, I I'm really appreciate it. Um, so I guess best place to start, if I were a listener of this show who hadn't heard of you, who maybe doesn't know what the book is about, give us a little bit of background. Like why, what is this, first of all, and then why did you decide to do it and how did it go? Well, to be honest, I didn't plan to write a book about it uh, when I started. It was just like a fun way to, to grow, really, or advance in life. Or I was kind of, I was 30 years at the time, and I was wondering what's next for me. And um, it just happened, to be honest. I mean, I can go into the specific how it happened, if you want. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the beginning. So if I, if I remember correctly, I read something, uh, basically you sat down one night and, and wrote out a list of everything you wanted to do and just started? Like, how, how does that happen? Most people don't do something like that. Yeah, well, I was with two friends. Um, we were all in the same position in life where I was 30 years old and I just like finished my master's degree and again asking what's next. And uh, we sat down and, and I suggested that we'll actually write a bucket list, uh, uh, kind of a life goals list. And one of my friends said that he doesn't believe in bucket lists because his dad died when he was 40 years old. And when he said that, something kind of, something hit me. I thought about, I thought about it, like, how would I live my life if I only had 10 years to live? And when I thought about it, I, I felt like that I'll bring more agency to my life, that I, will, I won't, like, waste li- my life. I would go, I would really go for my dreams. And, I, and not basically waste anything. So I w- went back home and just made a list of 100 life goals. Uh, it just happened. And the first year, I actually didn't do anything. I, I totally forgot about the list. It only happened the next year when I was 31, actually. And it's interesting because it's, you know, I didn't really plan to, again, write a book about it or whatever, but it was just like it happened organically. And the way I designed my list was was also kind of interesting. I, di- I divided it to 10, 10 categories, 10 categories of lives, 10 areas. And I said every year I'll focus on a different area. So the first year was the year of socializing. Then there was the year of fitness. Then there was the year of, of freedom. 
And every year was one big goal, really big goal. For example, in the year of fitness, uh, it was an Ironman triathlon. Uh, the year of freedom, it was financial freedom. The idea behind like doing it every year was to kind of extract as much wisdom as I can from each area and feel like a really fully living versus like focus on one area, let's say career and just put all, put all my energy into it. And again, it, it really happened organically. I didn't plan that every year I'll, I'll you know, I didn't really plan the, the whole 10 years. Every year I kind of ask myself, what would be the area of focus that I want to uh, focus on? And yeah, just happened. And um, I mean, the story, I mean, there's a little bit of drama in it. It's It wasn't just like straightforward, obviously. So happy to be right, here. Right. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. I mean, what I'm, I'm kind of getting out of this, well, there's two really interesting takeaways from, from even just that segment. First is, and I want to make sure I highlight this to the listeners, it sounds like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you're a pretty normal guy, came from a fairly normal background and just sort of had this moment that wasn't even like a big, dramatic, let's shift my entire life moment. It was just a thing you pursued for 10 years. Is that accurate? Yeah, normal guy. Uh, well, I finished my master's degree and, and it felt like I was really kind of wondering what's next. Um, mm-hmm. I felt that, I mean... There was one big goal that I achieved before, like, you know, starting this whole 100 life goal list was actually like doing the master's degree in Australia. I'm originally from Israel. And just the enjoyment of pursuing a big goal kind of triggered a lot in me. So I felt like, all right, this is something I love to do, like setting big goals and go for it. I realized the pursuit is more important than the mm-hmm. outcome. And yeah, so that, that really triggered that. And I felt like that would be a really good way to also explore myself. So, I mean, it's a cool story, 100 live for 10 years, but the, the main idea here is to explore different sides of myself, to, to see, like, you know, who, who am I really? Yeah, and I mean, that's so huge because I feel like that's such an important uh, point here because I, I think for many of us, we do have this moment, right? So we've pursued one thing, and, and in many cases, it's school. So because we, we grow up, we're born, grow up, we uh, go through school, we go through college, and, and many of us go straight into our master's or PhDs or whatever it is. And then we finish that. And there's this moment where it's like, well, what, what do we do now? And um, I think what I love about this story is that you have now accomplished this like pretty dang impressive thing. But it wasn't like, you know, you're this person destined for greatness your entire life. It was just you were in that moment that we're all in and you kind of just chose which direction you wanted to go in. And, and that's huge because I think many of us don't recognize that we can just choose which direction we want to go in. I don't know. I, I just want to make sure that the listeners recognize that. Like if you're in that moment right now where there's a directionless feeling to it, you know, you finished something you have a choice right now as to what you can do next. And for Tal, it was writing down his his uh, I, things he wants to accomplish, his bucket list, and and just kind of pursuing them. And, and then that expanded into wanting to get experience in all of these different areas of lives, his life and, and feel like he's living his life fully. So let's talk a little bit more about that because one of the things I talk about on this show often is, is it's about – personal development across all areas of your life, not just career or finance or relationship, but every single piece of it. What was that experience like as you were you were going through it? Well, I really believe that like every area is connected. 
And I mean, Steve Jobs used to say you can't connect the dots forward. You can only connect the dots backward. So you have to kind of use intuition or something else. And, and I really, I mean, when I look back to my story, I see how everything is connected, how my social life, my rich social life lead, led to actually like financial freedom as well, like the, the connection that I've made and, and so forth. Same thing with fitness, like having really strong habits, for example, help also like, you know, financial freedom. So if you treat life like that, that, you know, bring yourself more to kind of balance with each area. And when I say balance, I don't mean like average. I don't mean like each area needs to be treated equally, but to kind of think about like areas of life where you want to develop. So maybe they will contribute to other areas as well. So that's basically was the idea. And also like, I felt, well, I don't know where, 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 where I, where, what's fulfillment. I, don't, I didn't know where to go. And I felt, okay, how about we'll go on a journey? And it's okay that I don't know. And, you know, just like see what happens from, from there. So, yeah, that's, that's basically the, the, the premise of the story, really. Got it. And that makes a lot of sense, especially you know, each area of your life is connected. And uh, success or failure in one can often have effects on the others. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about present day. So you've gone through this 10-year journey. Uh, I'm personally curious, are you still setting like a, a big thing for the year ahead and and like pursuing it in the same way that you have? Or have you sort of like shifted out of that routine? Well, to be honest, I'm not planning to set another list of 100 life goals. Uh, and one of the reasons is because I I know who I am pretty well now. And I feel that it's better to actually delve into one big journey versus like, you know, do a lot of things every year. But one thing I'm going to keep is kind of changing an area of focus every year. That, that, that feels really good for me. Like, so for example, this year, I kind of set a title called the year of sharing. And part of it was to share my story and write a book about it and go on podcasts. And, and, you know, I haven't done that before really because I didn't really plan to to take to take that route but i felt oh this is this is the right time so every year i kind of feel like a different calling for something else so it's kind of more moment by moment versus like now i'm going to set another 10 year kind of journey or something like that um i feel like you know for people mm-hmm. who who don't really know like you know where to go what the direction that might be a good thing to kind of set like a kind of a list or a bucket list or life goal list what i've done but for someone who really knows himself very well, it may it may worth it to already like go and dive into it, like go deep into into his journey. I really love where this is going. Actually, it's kind of the difference between uh, sampling a lot of things to to try to figure out what direction uh, you want to go in, what things you care about, and then now that you've done that, uh, diving deeper into specific areas that you know would be valuable based on uh, this better understanding of who you are. Yes, something like that. I mean, I really believe that we all want fulfillment, uh, actualization. You know, we really want to to go there. Uh, but how can we go if we don't really know our, who we are? And when I say who we are, I don't mean like where we were born or what's our profession. I mean, uh, deeper than that, beyond the layers, like so more of the creative energy that we have. So to actually really go there, we need to shed a lot of layers. And sometimes journeys like I've done helps helps that. Um so yeah, that's basically what I mean. Right. So let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about goal setting. 
pursuing and achieving these goals. Obviously, this is something you have a lot of experience in. Just from a uh, surface level, high thousand foot level, what is your personal like philosophy and, and views around goal setting? Well, I mean, there's the the basic stuff of uh, smart goal, you know, specific goals and and so forth. Um, I I truly believe in in doing, you know, there's a book called The One Thing. There's other books like you know in the same area like the eighty twenty rule and those kinds of stuff. I really believe in that. So basically, uh, some goals are more important than others, and what we tend to do is to kind of focus on too many things versus like identify like key key goal every year let's say or every month or every week and then just really go for it and everything else i treat as a bonus so i I still set like you know a lot of goals but i i just kind of highlight one goal and say all right this is the most important thing and for those goals i have my own like you know accountability system support whatever i really make sure that that you know that is the, the main thing and that's my philosophy really like once you highlight something and you put all your energy into mm-hmm. it, there's a higher chance you'll achieve it. Because, you know, just to also, I just want to say one thing, like there's a balance here because if you're too much into goal mm-hmm. setting and you don't allow a little bit of flexibility and flow, you may miss things. And that's something I realized along the way. Um, so, so it's important to kind of balance a little bit of goal setting with flow and listening to what is needed in the moment and, and so forth. Yeah, and that I can absolutely see how that would be ridiculously important. Actually, that's probably a mistake that I make quite often, uh, this idea of not um, giving myself room and flexibility to to pivot and to just work around what's important from my goal setting point of view, but then also what's important from a life point of view, because you can't live your life if you're always looking ahead and, and aiming for this one thing, but you also can't move forward in your life if you're only ever living in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a bit of balance. That's why I call the book the art of fully living and not like, let's say, the science of fully living because it's really an art. It's a dance. And it's important to kind of bring the two sides. I mean, it's not really two sides. It's, it's the same thing. But like, again, like being firm and flexible at the same time. So I think it's more powerful. And sometimes, you know, the moment wants you to be firm and not move from your goal. And sometimes the moment wants you to kind of shift a little bit. And and again, like just the idea of like moment by moment, what is needed, I feel is more, it's smarter than just like go like with all those goal setting uh, strategies, which are, which are really, I feel like too one-sided into the logical side and not allowing a little bit of flow and, and I would say even magic. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, before you mentioned, uh, you know, really loving this this idea of the one thing, and and I love that book, highly recommended. For you, what has worked to help you identify what that singular focus should be? Well, there's an exercise in the book, the one thing that I really like. Um, it kind of asks you, what's the one thing for, let's say, for your life? Then you go down, what's the, the one thing for the next 10 years what's the one thing for the next year what's the one thing for next month and so and so forth it's really powerful it's, it's a very short exercise it'll probably take a few minutes but you can really see the the how you know what you do today can affect like what you i mean if you actually go into the future 
Um, and maybe like, let's say you look into 10 years and say, okay, what would be a great life? What's the one thing that would be a great life? And then just go backward. You may identify what's really important today. So that's, that's one way to do that. Right. Another way, I mean, there's something called consequences map, which you basically put a lot of consequences and outcomes and try to make connections between of them. And then when you make the connection, you may realize that one area is the most important because it just, it just connects to a lot of things. So you can say, for example, if I, let's say, go into pro, like uh, peak fitness, let's say, or peak performance, whatever, then like, you know, everything can, will change in my life just from, from just taking that goal. So, so, you know, the goal that like, you know, maybe have a, a little bit more leverage, uh, more lucrative, let's say in terms of the outcome. Yeah. That's a great word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a great way to view it is, you know, what is the point of highest leverage? So if you, if you visualize, you know, trying to move a rock with your hand versus trying to move a rock with like a crowbar or something, that crowbar is a much higher point of leverage and, and would allow you to move that rock much easier. And so if you apply that same concept to your life, what are the areas that if you can improve there would trickle down and have effects in virtually every other area? That seems like a good way of prioritizing, right? Yeah. Another thing that I do and I, and I, and I want to mention also around the one thing is I take every area of my life and I ask, what's the one thing, one one strategy that will impact everything else? So I do it for um, you know, health and fitness, spirituality, uh, social life, adventure, intimacy, whatever. I'll give an example. So for career, my one thing is delegation. So I make sure that I delegate, you know, in terms of outsourcing and stuff like that. Or um, maybe I'll give another example. I'm just looking at like for money and wealth. My one thing is creating assets, assets like uh, books or financial investments and so forth. So, so I, I think it's really powerful just, you know, asking questions, good questions and go from there. Got it. Got it. Okay. So I, I want to dive deeper into how we as far less experienced in, in the world of goal accomplishment than you are, how we can um, set better goals for ourselves and then actually try and accomplish them. So we've talked about prioritization. We've talked about the one thing. Uh, how do we, now that we have that figured out, start to move towards that? What are some strategies that you've used in, in this journey of yours? Well, I really like to have good systems. So once I set a goal, I make sure that I track it, for example. You know, I track, um, I, have a, I have my own goal software. I also track it uh, using a spreadsheet. And so I have like a monthly goal, a weekly goal, a daily goal. And again, every, every, every day I ask, what's the one thing? What's the most important? And I feel tracking is really, I learned tracking when I, do, when I did the year of fitness. So I, I trained for an Ironman triathlon. And when you train for a triathlon, you track everything. You track like, uh, you know, how much you run, the way you eat, like how many hours you sleep. And I realized it's so important. So now I kind of translate it to every area of my life, like including finance and and you know basically every goal so if i have to choose one strategy i would say tracking <laughs> no that makes perfect sense i i have talked about this on the show before um so much of the mistakes that we make come from not being conscious of what our behavior actually is and tracking is the easiest way of gaining very, very clear consciousness on what you're actually doing and how, whether or not you're actually moving towards your, your thing, your big goal. 
Yeah, and then there's something also really nice to see kind of moving numbers, you know, when like when you measure things uh, to see progression, that actually helps like in terms of motivation and momentum. So, you know, otherwise sometimes you can feel a little bit lost with, especially when, it, when it's a really big goal. Yeah, like let's say financial freedom, it's a huge goal. If you don't go into, you know, the, the, the little things like tracking, you may get lost. Absolutely. Which actually sparks a, a question. How do you feel about, or not how do you feel, uh, how do you approach? So you've set a goal. Uh, let's say something like financial freedom. How do you dive in and sort of define what that is? Because so many goals I, I find are are abstract, right? Yeah, they have to be specific. So something you can measure, actually. So my my definition for financial freedom is pretty simple. It's uh, passive income is greater than my lifestyle expenses. So there's kind of two parts of the equation. One is passive income, and the other the other side is is expenses. So I kind of treat treat both of them like uh, I kind of set goals for both of them. One would be to create passive income, and I and I set a number, and the other one is to minimize uh, my expenses. And and once you have numbers to measure, you can go. You know, you you just set milestone goals, and and again, track it week by week. You can take action. Yeah, and also give it an, enough time. So I gave myself a year. I mean, it might it may not sound a lot of time, but a lot can be achieved in one year. That's why I like kind of one-year goals, like big goals, because if you kind of make, let's say, the, let's say 2018, you make it like, you know, the year of something, whatever it is. Uh, and then like, for, for example, the year of fitness and say, okay, I'm going to achieve an Ironman triathlon. And, and you already, let's say, buy the ticket for, for the event. And, you know, and then like uh, you share it on social media and then you ask for help and maybe build a support system. That's another component uh, that is important, whatever, a coach or, or something else. Uh, you, you kind of give more the word leverage again, and more power uh, behind you. So yeah, that's that's basically it. I really feel that, and also I feel like really like setting bigger goals than like small goals can be actually more beneficial because there's more inspiration sometimes. I think Tim oh, Ferriss I think said, said it like that unrealistic goals are actually easier from realistic goals just because of the inspiration side. I remember when I when I went for a little triathlon, I wasn't so motivated, but Ironman triathlon felt like, wow, this is so big. And and I, and I felt the whole energy behind me just because it's such, such a big goal. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so it, it sounds like it sort of comes down to, if I were to break it into a framework, um, you kind of build or decide, you know, what is the one point of highest leverage from there, uh, you get really crystal clear on how you define that, what that means to you. And then once you have that definition, it, it's a process of breaking it down into the smaller pieces that allows you to, to to build that into your life. Does that sound like an accurate framework we could use? Yeah, a, simpl- a simplistic version. I mean, there's a lot of, there's more component into it. For example, like habits um, that are really important. So even there, like you said, like, uh, let's say, what's the one one habit that you need throughout the year? Maybe it's like waking up really early, maybe whatever, it's fasting, maybe it's around health, uh, and also beliefs. So not a lot of goal-setting systems talk about the importance of beliefs, but I feel it's 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 the 80-20 of, of, you know, it's really, really important. If you have limiting beliefs, that mm-hmm. kind of... So are beliefs the same thing as like mindset? Um, no, not really. I mean, beliefs is basically the operating system in terms of... Um, 
for example, if I believe that uh, it's hard to make money, then basically I will keep, you know, proving myself that it's, it's really hard to make money. But if I believe that money is easy, that can actually also be leverage. It can really help me like in the whole financial freedom journey. Or I don't know, let's say right. that rich people are, are, I don't know, like evil or something like that. So it's really important to explore the beliefs before you go on a journey. And I have my own system to do that. For example, what I do is I, I, throughout the year, I see like what emotions come to me. Like, for example, when I'm unhappy or happy, whatever, and then I ask, okay, why did I create unhappiness? What's the belief behind that? And then I explore another belief and then another belief. Because a lot of beliefs are really hidden. So even if we do an exercise right now, we wouldn't find all of them. But along the way, it's easier to find because usually there's emotion attached to every belief, really. Right. So sort of as you're on the journey, you have an experience or you are faced with something and it sort of exposes a belief that you maybe didn't know you had, right? Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. And, and it's actually brilliant because it also forces you it really clarifies that you can't get anywhere without the journey. Like that you won't be able to sort of think your way to the perfect mental place of, of starting because these hidden beliefs aren't going to pop up until they're forced to pop up. And, and the only way to force them is to start and actually be on the journey. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, I can give examples of, of powerful beliefs that I use today and I didn't have them in the past. For example, one belief that I, that I have today is that the best investment I can make is in myself. Um, so, you know, whatever, like taking courses or like investing in my health, uh, whatever, good food and stuff like that. Or a belief that I'm, that I'm always a student and being a student never ends. So that makes it make sure that I, le- I learn more. Or that, you know, for example, mm-hmm. but um, so real quick, I want to I want to dive deeper into those real quick, because one of the things I talk about on this show is things that sound nice, but are hard to act on. And um, in the personal development spaces, I'm sure you're you're very well aware, you know, both of those beliefs are ridiculously important. And, and that's a, a truth that I, I know. But for a person that might be listening that hears that, that the best investment I can make is in myself and and just thinks, oh, that's a cute Instagram quote. Like, (laughs) could you give us an example of how that's played out to really be like the truth for you, how that has helped you in in some way? You know, for example, hiring coaches, uh, hiring like mentors. uh, So, you know, I can easily say, oh, this is an expense that I don't need. And like being like, you know, uh, you know, save on those things. But I found out that like, that could be the best shortcut. Let's say, let's say, uh, you know, Ironman Triathlon, I had a coach. It was amazing. Like without him, I wouldn't be able to achieve that. Someone who already did that, someone who, you know, had the strategies. That's yeah. a good example. Um, and also the idea of being a student is really important. Like what, what I shared as well, like just the, the constant learning and not feeling that I'm even now that I achieved like, you know, so much that I already know everything. I feel like it's just the beginning. It's always the beginning of another journey, you know? So there's so much to learn, uh, which makes it more fun. But here's another belief that I learned to this year. So uh, so I, I published a book and part of launching the book, I asked for a lot of help. And a good belief that I adopted was that asking what I want is a gift to others. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't ask so many people for help. Um, you know, for reviews or to promote the book and, and stuff like that. So I treat it as a game as well, because, you know, 
it's not you know a lot of people believe that beliefs are the truth but i don't see it like that i see beliefs as something fluid that i can change along the way so i really ask myself what can what belief right. should i uh instill right now that can help my goal i mean it sounds a little bit kind of manufactured but it is <laughs> if, if you treat it like that because yeah. No, yeah, I mean that that makes a lot of sense. It's almost like beliefs are a choice, right? Yeah, and, and that's a belief on its own, you know, like that I can construct my own beliefs. You know, that's a belief. Mm. And I mean, if someone is really serious about like having like, you know, setting really big goals uh, for themselves, I would highly, highly, highly recommend read books about belief, explore their belief. I mean, it's funny that we talk about it because again, usually goal setting is they don't really talk about it like books don't really talk about the the more inner stuff but mindset and beliefs and and all of that is so important so is that something that you cover in your book diving into sort of the beliefs aspect yeah there's there's a component to it uh i mentioned that in the book the book is more of my my it's like i would say 80 percent is my story and then like and then like there's lessons and one of the lessons are is around beliefs Mm -hmm. i mean there's quite a few lessons around beliefs but Got it. Just touch touch on it. But, uh, um, you know, I also have a blog, and so I write a lot about that. But there's so much material. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, if someone's really serious, I would highly recommend to delve into that. Oh, absolutely. What books would you recommend in that area? From the top of my head, I think there's a book called The Power of Beliefs. I'm not sure, but, but I would just go on Amazon and, and just, you know, type beliefs and right. like whatever, like, you know, bestsellers there. And yeah, start a journey. Yeah, and I can always I can always uh, grab a list from you later on and include it in the um, the notes for this episode. So that's not a big deal. Okay, so let's dive a little bit into as we start to wrap up here. Tell us a little bit about the book, how it's it's structured, and and what people can expect to walk away with by reading. Well, as I said, the book is more of a sto- the stories around those 10 years. Not all the stories are like, you know, happy stories. Here, here I achieved that, I achieved that. There's actually quite a lot of stories that show a little bit of my failures. For example, I was married and I actually got divorced along the way. And so it's interesting, you know, the, the story, but that but there's also like one of the lessons that I learned it is beyond every crisis there's there's a gift so there's something bigger and so yeah i get into to that into the book but in general the structure of the book is a story lesson story lesson and there's 10 chapters every chapter is a year basically yeah and i and i highly recommend like just just checking it out if it interests you so the website is fully lived.com tal this is there's so much here that that I think people can walk away with. And I, I almost want to invite you at some point to come back on for a part two, because I, th- I think there's so much more that we can dive into. I'm personally going to pick up and, and read the book. I highly recommend everyone else does as well. Uh, is there anything that you want to leave us with or any thought as far as how we can incorporate some of what you've learned over the last 10 years? Well, it's funny because we talked a lot about goal setting. There is another component that, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, sometimes delve into that in personal development called happiness. And so my recommendation is to separate the two, separate goals and happiness. So the way I see it, happiness is first and then goals. And what we do usually is like we we connect the two. So we say, if I achieve that, then I'll be happy. 
And I said, no, be happy first and then go pursue your goal. If, if you achieve it, great. You don't achieve it, also great. Because there's always learning. There's always something to, to enjoy in a journey. So that is my, my recommendation, to kind of treat happiness as separate from the whole person development slash goal setting. And this is coming from a guy who has dominated the last 10 years with virtually every single goal that so many of us have. Tal, thank you again for coming on. I, I really appreciate everything you've shared with us. I've learned a ton and I have so many more questions for you, but so many questions to ask myself just around uh, one practice I know I'm going to be trying to incorporate since this conversation is asking myself in every moment, what are my beliefs right now? What are, what are What is it that I believe around this thing? And trying to find a way to insert new beliefs if those beliefs aren't serving me. So I want to thank you. This has been an incredible, incredible experience for me. Thank you. And again, thanks for inviting me. It was a pleasure. So with that said, thank you for listening. Be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Check out Tal. You can find his blog and his his website, his courses, his book over at fullylived.com. I'm on the website right now. It's, it's beautiful and, and there's just a ton of content to go through. So take some time, check that out, reach out to him. Uh, is there social media that we can contact you or is there a contact form or something? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, the whole thing. Uh, Google is the easiest. Just Google my name or the name of the book. Perfect. So it's T-A-L-G-U-R. Type it into Google uh, or any of the platforms. You should be able to find him. Tal, again, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day. Every day.